The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and I'm hosting and running the board tonight, so I apologize if I press the wrong button at any point. Uh, and I'm joined by uh, Sue Timberlake. Hey there. And, uh, How's the mic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't usually use this mic, so <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, but you sound good. Oh, good. <laughs> So, uh, yes, welcome to Civil Politics. Uh, I'm Michael Dow, and uh, we are, sorry, let me just make sure I've got my checklist of things that I need <laughs> to say here. Right. We do love to hear from our listeners, and uh, it's a little hard for me to check the email during the show, but if I, I'll at least try and look at it during the break. Um, so uh, we'd love to hear from you during the show, after the show, whenever. Um, it's nice to know that we have listeners out there, and I'm, I'm, I keep being surprised at just how many there actually are, actually. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> I keep being all like, ah, nobody's listening. It's like, no, actually, a fair number of people are listening, and I'm very grateful, actually. So yeah. thank you for listening, everybody. It's your musical stylings, I think. That... Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My wit. Um, and we'd love to hear from you, uh, even criticisms. Uh, email is civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. Twitter is at civilpoliticsfm. And Facebook.com slash Civil Politics Radio is our community there. We do also have our own website. It's super special with recordings of previous episodes of the show, supplemental episodes, links to special things, even the odd piece of writing we've done. Uh, and that is quite simply CivilPoliticsRadio.com. So, yeah. Um, so I'm the evildoer today. <laughs> right. <laughs> What do you mean? Why is today different from any other day, Sue? <laughs> uh, genre, if you're listening at home, <laughs> yeah. I am so sorry that I didn't... Oh, yeah. <laughs> it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, Give him the night off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he might not even be listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he might be like, oh, I can nap. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's Oops. not like we don't have a podcast and there won't be a repeat and all that other stuff. So. Oops. Oops. Yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, we got a bunch of things that we could talk about, and uh, Sue, you you said we should start talking about Iran to begin with, so I'm good with that. Yeah, it's 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 of some importance. Oh, and uh, but were we going to do immigration first, and then the constitutional conflict, and then Iran, or were we going to do we can I do thought, it in either direction? Uh, uh, I thought you said do the immigration stuff in the second half. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, no, matter. actually, uh, no, actually, you're right. I'm sorry, I wrote that down. Well, and we started, we, you know, we had a long discussion before the show, so, <laughs> and you know, as usual, we went around in circles a little bit and came back to the beginning, so. Yes, we were stalking a heffalump. Yeah. <laughs> Don't follow your footsteps when they go in a circle. <laughs> Winnie, what? elle est <laughs> Whatever you say, Winnie. <laughs> Did so, you ever read the Latin translation of that? I cannot read Latin, so no. Oh, uh, I, I know a bunch of Latin phrases just because, you know, memorizing them was fun and made me sound oh. smarter and cooler back when I was younger and less insecure, <laughs> you know. No, more insecure. Less, whatever. 
you were younger. You're younger than that now. You yes. Know. Anyway, I, I I'm, I, I'm less worried about people fig- thinking I'm stupid. Oh, <laughs> clearly there's no worry there. So, um, did you? I, you said something about what AOC said. I totally missed that story about immigration. And okay, uh, so all right, so, <laughs> so to begin with, there was a uh, Twitter kerfuffle, as there so often is, you know, because it's Twitter. Um, and basically, uh, it started because uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, posted uh, to her Twitter a brief video she did where she uh, re- returned to theme she's returned to even before she was a, a you know, a, a declared candidate, I think, certainly before she won her primary, um, where she was complaining about the way uh, the Trump administration is handling uh, people fleeing to this country, seeking asylum, you know, people, you know, trying to be migrants in various ways. Um, and particularly also the way uh, Customs and Border Patrol and ICE are really horribly mistreating people. Yeah, and a lot more of that's come out in the last two weeks, right? Yes, Pictures yes. and people have gotten into the centers. Yeah, and, and more deaths uh, have come out. And uh, in, in addition, uh, and uh, this is a, it's a really shocking thing, but uh, apparently in court the other day, the Trump administration argued that they had no requirement to provide, like, toothpaste and soap to kids. Like, like yeah, they, they don't need to be able to wash themselves. They don't need to be able to brush their teeth, you know? Like, it's, it's not required to do that, even though the conditions they're in are, like, you know, sleeping on concrete floors. They're basically incarcerated. Yes, well, they are incarcerated. I mean, they are. They are, they are stuck in these uh, camps, and they're not allowed to leave, and there are armed guards to keep them in, so... That's an open-air prison or whatever you want to call it. And uh, AOC, quite rightly, said this is a concentration camp. We're running concentration camps, and it's horrible. We should stop. And a number of Republicans started squawking, specifically uh, Dick Cheney's daughter, uh, Liz, I think. Yeah, Liz Cheney. Right. So uh, she was like, oh, my God, you can't compare this to the Holocaust. You know, learn, you know, read a book, learn some history. And, um, yeah, I, I... in a nutshell. Well, they are flowing a different way than in the Holocaust. People are flowing into our country instead of trying to escape out and us detaining them. But that's about it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Maybe the death camps. No, the point is, yeah. yeah. The, well, the point is we're Germany in this, in yeah. this, in this uh, scenario as opposed yeah. to the U.S. in the 30s where we were just turning people away so they would die. But, um, yes, uh, people generally refer to the uh, death camps run by Nazi Germany just in the more general term of concentration camps. And it's not inaccurate, especially because they were called concentration sloggers by, or however the Germans pronounced, uh, I apologize to my German friends, um, but by the Germans themselves. Like, that's what they called them. Um, but it's worth, uh, just in a, in a very basic nutshell, uh, you can argue about the validity of a comparison with what the Nazis did, and it's not the same. Because there are other concentration camps true. in the world. Concentration right? camps, uh, entered the, the word entered the English language uh, in the late 1860s. You know, it was uh, oh. originally, it was, they were talking about uh, uh, reconcentration camps. I don't speak Spanish either. But it was something that was happening in the uh, war uh, Cuba was fighting with Spain for independence. Um, and uh, a war in which some uh, uh, people fleeing the Confederacy uh, you know, pitched in on. 
And, you know, they were reconcentration camps. The whole point was to, like, cluster people uh, in these little settlement camps away from their homes so that they were more manageable and wouldn't make as much trouble. And they've been, you know, certainly the idea has been used many times throughout human history, but concentration camps have been a thing since then. You know, they, they certainly have a the, the, yeah, pejorative. Yeah, well. I, I mean, they're pejorative anyway, but, like, Hitler. They, 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 yeah. have, they have a bad... They have they they have a bad reputation because they're bad. They're yeah. horrible, you know. And and Mexico used some concentration, set up some concentration they camps for China's rebels and dissidents. Right now. China, North Korea. Um, uh, the dictionary definition is basically like it's a large camp where people. It's a large prison where people are just detained, you know, uh, involuntarily, indefinitely. It's it's yeah. It's it's a big it's a big prison basically. Do you think you know how when I use words that are, you know from my childhood yeah. that mean new things now Absolutely. and people take a lot of issue with it cuz it's like Absolutely. oh I'm sorry thug meant to me something, you know, that's a good example. Yeah. So, do you think Jewish people would have a strong feeling about using that yeah. in a comparable way? I'm, I I don't think way? I don't think there's any Jewish person who doesn't have a strong reaction to that. Yeah. And they come down on both sides. And they come down on both sides. Yeah. I, I, I got to say, I am genuinely... Never again. I am genuinely disappointed in uh, Yad Vashem because their Twitter account linked to uh, a blog from the Israeli Times, and it, it basically said, you know, it basically well actually uh Ms. Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah. And here's the thing. She didn't actually mention the nazis yeah. like we're used to the, like concentration yeah, she camps she was and, using it in the generic term right well in, in knowing the, full well that it probably had a little more it it sting than that okay but. well and so as many historians have pointed out uh the first concentration camps were not death camps dachau was originally built as a open work, air work camp well it was built as a prison camp for communists and trade unionists and other political people political dissidents the nazis didn't like and then they found, like, hey, if we put them to work, we, you know, I mean, so, yeah. you know, it was a prison camp. It became a labor camp. And the way they ran that provided a model when they decided, you know, sending out these Einsatzgruppen to murder Jews en masse. Oh, my God, that's a lot of work. And it's really <laughs> expensive. And we need the bullets for other people. So let's try something else. So there was this whole evolution of these camps before we get to the point where they're murder factories like Auschwitz or Birkenau. So the intent. Trump's intent. I'll call it Trump's intent because I don't think the whole government has this intent. No, but this is certainly coming from the top. Yeah, the um, executive branch. But his his intent is to be to to gather people up to be mean and nasty, sort of discourage other people from coming here, but also Absolutely. not spend an extra dime on right. holding folks that are here without papers. Right. Yeah. And uh, it is also motivated by. If not racial racial animus, and I think for many of the people involved, it is like they hate these people. Um, you know, like if you look at some of the news articles about this, you know, they were, you know, you'll see uh, Border Patrol agents referring to people, you know, the the fellow humans they round up who are fleeing to this country and are desperate. They say, oh, yeah, we got more bodies, Yeah, like more bodies. You haven't buried them yet. They're not dead yet, but but set that aside for a moment. And I would, it's certainly there's a callous indifference to their to their well being. And I would guess that if you were you know, I look at this from sort of a work design side. Just I'm gonna go clinical just for two yeah, yeah, seconds. No, it, so sometimes when you have an organization, uh -huh. people are attracted for very polarized reasons. Uh -huh. Some people yeah. are attracted because they're horrified and they want to help and they're trying to 
make it be better than it would otherwise be. Other people go, we let's be sadistic because there's license, you know, yeah. and and you you do attract sort of both ends of that. So I can imagine oh, that yeah. the border patrol and oh yeah, those folks. There's some people that are probably trying to make it as good as it can be in a terrible and then there circumstance. Are, and then there are people who want to go Colonel Kurtz and Heart of yeah. Darkness. Yeah. Or actually, that's Apocalypse Now, Mr. Kurtz. But yes, yeah, anyway, Kurtz. Yeah. Um, the horror. So um, Acropolis now. No, yes. Wait. <laughs> so there have been. So there are uh, uh, you know Jewish scholars and Holocaust survivors who are saying, yeah, this is absolutely like a step on the road towards. Uh, uh, you this know, is on that continuum that right. we never want to go down again. Exactly. This is horrible. And um, one of my. Uh, uh, childhood favorites uh, 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 actors George Takei um, you know chimed in very simply oh right because of the um, he, you know because he was in Manzanar Japanese, yep, he said internment. you know and by the way and some of these kids are being held in what used to be a Japanese internment camp in World War II um, but he said I have been in two concentration camps in my life these are concentration camps you know and and yeah they're not death camps they could be more horrible than they are. Yeah, they could uh, be less horrible than they are. But that's that's it too. They I mean, still are in the broad category of concentration camps. Absolutely, yeah. the people are being shoved in there, and and remember, uh, entering the country without like a proper paperwork, uh, as and in, asking for asylum is is legal. Well, that is legal, even if you don't ask for asylum. Just coming into the country on your own and you know sneaking in, like that's. You know, illegal entry. You're an illegal immigrant. Absolutely. But it's a civil offense. Yeah. It is not a crime. You know, it's not... It's not criminal. Right. It, you know, yeah, it's not it's like... felonious or... It's not <laughs> purse snatching. It's not shoplifting. It's not breaking and entering. It's not arson. It's not assault. It's, you know, it's it's the same kind of... You know, it's illegal in the same way that uh, parking your car at a meter and not putting money in is illegal. You get a ticket. It's a civil matter. So holding, you know, so imagine if you got held prisoner for a bunch of parking tickets. I remember a woman in the news that got picked up because of her library books overdue for like 20 years. And it was up to $600 or something in a town in Vermont or New Hampshire. It was huge news. I don't remember that, but... <laughs> and I think it must have gone to court, and then it was contempt of court. You know, there was, it had built and built and built, but it was like 20 years worth of... She had no idea, because she, right. you know, she'd never gotten any of the notices and lived somewhere else. And, and the whole thing's ridiculous. And it was pending, and yeah, and it made like the front page of, yeah. you know, the National Enquirer or something. No, actually, more like the New York Times or something. But well, she was 83, and they had her in handcuffs. Right, and that's... <laughs> You know, that is absurd. Like, why are you doing that? Book dues. Yeah. I mean, I I support my local library, and I return my books, but... Well, and I understand, you know, libraries charging fines if you lose the book or won't return it. I get that. That's yeah. that's okay. But just, you know, the idea of, like, we're locking you up for your overdue library books, you know, and your parking ticket, that, that that's the equivalent of of locking people up for the civil offense of being, Free you know... speech. Yeah. Being an illegal alien. Um now, I understand also that there are, you know, other concerns than having people from other countries come in here that's, that are more complicated than, you know, my library book's overdue. I really should return my copy of Catcher in the Rye or whatever. But um, uh, nevertheless, uh, one of the reasons why this is a problem is because our government is choosing to make it a problem. Uh, 
you know, we could streamline. I'm not advocating that we have open borders and, and nobody pays any attention. Because I was going to start doing that because, you know, as a Republican, I am. Yeah. I have to say that the minute somebody talks about immigration and says you're in favor of open borders. That's that's the script. I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> well yeah. Talking points. But, well, and, and because uh, last time we talked about this, you caught me up uh, very helpfully, believe it or not, because— <laughs> Because I was like, well, what's wrong with open borders? And you're like, an open border is the border between Massachusetts and Connecticut. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yes, all right, I see that. Um, the, having an open border with Canada or Mexico, like, it is something we could do. I mean, they have open— Canada was for a long time. Well, you know, and, Now you need a passport. Well, and they have open borders in Europe. But, I mean, it, like, like Canada, at least there was, like, a customs checkpoint. You know, in, in Europe, if you're in France, you can just drive into Holland. Yeah. If you're in Northern Ireland, you can just drive into Ireland. Like yeah. they, there's a sign telling you you've tra you've tr you've transitioned. Welcome to Connecticut. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> but like there is, you know, the idea of a of a way station or a checkpoint at the at the straight line between Massachusetts and Connecticut is absurd and has been for 200 years. I was going to say that those <laughs> tolls and things you used to have to pay, they that was part of formation of the United States, right? right. That they got rid of the ability to extract money. And now well, we're back to tolls again. Well, I think they're I unconstitutional. Mean, I mean, you do know, uh, uh, certainly I think state tolls on interstate commerce would be unconstitutional because con Congress controls that. That's a federal matter. But you notice, have you ever noticed how, like, if you look at the border between Massachusetts and Connecticut, it's a straight line and then there's one little divot into Connecticut and yeah, then it goes straight again? Yeah, I have noticed that. <laughs> Do you know why that's there? I assume there was water. <laughs> we, our states fought a war. And the colonies of Massachusetts and Connecticut fought a war. Massachusetts won. Oh, so we and those snippet. are spoils of war. <laughs> I should go to. I those don't towns. remember the details now, but it's like it's like funny. yeah, that, that like there there was fighting involved, and that's why there's that little divot. Massachusetts oh, very claimed interesting. that. So. But you can still just drive right across. <laughs> right. Now. <laughs> because we're one country. Yeah. So I understand, like, it's not the same thing with Mexico or Canada. But at the same time, like, I don't think it should be more complicated to pass from Mexico into the U.S. than it is to pass from Canada into the U.S. Or Nova Scotia. Or, or yeah, yeah, well, Canada, Nova Scotia is part of Canada, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, but I think of coming in on the ferry. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Taking yeah. the ferry to, because you come in directly from Nova. So, and you mentioned earlier, uh, what was it about the uh, rounding up people? Yeah, so uh, today on the news in Massachusetts, um, they passed a law, and I th I, the governor signed it. Um, to oh, I thought you said it was a city ordinance. Uh, no, it's um, it's for the courts, Massachusetts courts. Okay, so it's a, it's a state it, thing, not a city thing. It's a state thing, thing okay. sorry. And the AG, um, Maura Healy, I guess, is the one who helped promote it and write it and all that but anyway and she'll it, be defending it in court <laughs> and she she will be but they um they've stopped um ice agents from being able to come into any courthouses in massachusetts unless they're bringing somebody you know and they're with them but they can't come in and pick off like witnesses or victims of crimes who happen to not have their papers because they were doing that they were starting they to, can't lurk yeah they can't lurk and it was an easy way for them to pick people up yeah you know without any guns or anything you know it was quite safe right but it was making it so that it was very hard to... Um, it was interfering with the course of justice in Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah, so I think when we were talking about it before the show, you raised a really good point. You know, what happens the first time a federal agent says, ah, but <laughs> I'm a federal agent, we'll see. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know if that can withstand a challenge under the Supremacy Clause. Yeah. I suspect it can't, but I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not sure... 
But, you know, it, there are many times when states have tried to curb what the federal government can do, and it hasn't worked. Because Well, do they need a search warrant? The federal agents do if they go to private property. Well, maybe not under the Patriot Act. Actually, they have some shortcuts there. With the was the FISA court and all that, but anyway. So oh, maybe and did you hear about uh, the, there's a connection to that? I'll mention in a second. Did it with Bob Kraft? Go ahead. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear that. Go ahead. So, um, uh, so I'm wondering if the state can say that those are sovereign, not sovereign places, but they're owned by the municipality and that they need for access, they actually need permission to enter, which they might be able to do, even maybe, though they're federal agents, unless maybe, they had a warrant. Maybe. I mean, they are also literally public spaces. I mean, they are owned by the public. Yeah, but if you tried to go into a courthouse, I mean, there's quite a procedure to... Uh, yeah, no. Uh, especially if you have your guns with you. Sure, metal detectors. Well, you and, probably didn't have your guns with you. I, <laughs> I, uh, I've I, got my, my left gun and my right gun right here, you know, showing off. I've been lifting weights. Good thing we're on the radio or people would be like, right. whoa, and you get all these followers. Right, <laughs> they'd be like, oh, Mike, your biceps. Um, where are they? Anyway, um, <laughs> so but I think there's enough of a yeah. procedure there. Maybe they made they. Maura Healy's pretty, you know. She's like um, Elizabeth Warren. They both read the. Yeah. <laughs> they read the documents. <laughs> yeah. So I can't imagine she didn't do a lot of research before she proposed what they did today. So, but well, it's on the local news stations. So. Well, and sometimes um, it's worth having the fight, even if you know you'll lose, yeah, because it buys time. So that that I mean that might be part of their approach. Um, so probably by next week we'll know more about it because it would have been an injunction or something. Yeah, yeah, we'll 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 see what happens. Because you know Trump likes nothing more than to take on a local authority. Yeah. But um, speaking of search warrants, so the sad and salacious story of Robert Kraft being uh, arrested for soliciting prostitutes on tape twice on tape twice at that. <laughs> You know, uh, I forget the massage name of parlor. It. Yeah, the rosebuds or something. Orchids of Asia. Orchids of Asia. Ugh. Anyway, so um, you know, the whole thing is kind of gross and uh, you know, just sorted and not not particularly cool. Um, it's not clear to me. Like, there's a lot I don't understand about the case, and a lot that I think that has to be proved at trial or whatever. But part of the argument was that the the, the Florida police said, anyways, they were concerned about. Uh, human trafficking and people being there kept under duress and whatnot. I, you know, I have no idea if that's true. I heard some of the testimony of the yeah. uh, arresting officer, the officer that did the original oh, yeah. that okay. went in there and they were saying that, yeah, it was clear that people were living there and you know, they had no passports and all sorts of stuff. Right. And, and I have no idea, you know, um, and I'm, I don't want to, I didn't mention it for that, but I'm just yeah. trying to refresh your memory. Like this is that case. So, uh, Bob Kraft uh, was able to f uh, hire the finest bespoke attorneys. and um, Since he is uh, owner of the New England Patriots. And has quite a bit of money, yes. And they've had the five um, men-only parades in Boston. No, no, not <laughs> men-only. Uh, uh, straight pride, you said. Straight pride, right. yeah. Thank Actually, you. that was not me. That, that was, was Trevor Noah. Trevor yeah. Noah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Funny man. Yeah. So, um, uh, but part of, you know, one of the most important things that, Bob Kraft wanted his lawyers to do was prevent the tapes from being submitted into evidence because Florida has these very broad sunshine laws such that, you know, court records are, are public records, which means, you know, anybody can look at them. So and there are probably other people on those tapes. I bet. Absolutely. But, yeah. you know, uh, you know, watching some billionaire, you know, do something that he finds embarrassing and shameful, is, you know, is something that, you know, somebody wants to put on the Internet. 
But um, Mr. Kraft's attorneys, I think, have had some success in getting the evidence uh, suppressed because they used uh, an element of the Patriot Act to get a, quote-unquote, sneak-and-peek warrant. So, how appropriate sneak and peek, right? So, <laughs> so you know, broadly speaking, the idea is like if you get a search warrant, I show up at wherever you know. Yeah, and you go through everything, and everybody knows that. You've right. Well, gone through like a... <laughs> you know, knock, knock, knock. I am a police officer. Right. I have a warrant to search this place. You know, for blah, top to bottom. Right. Well, the search wherever and whatever. I mean, the search warrant might say you are allowed to search. You know, the three fifty two Magnum Street. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, three fifty two Magnum Street, apartment five, but not apartment. You know, not any yeah. of the other apartments. And you know, you're able to search this person's place of business, but you may not. You know, their their house is attached, and you may not search their house, for example. Or we, yes, the warrants for their garage, not for their living room, or whatever. You know, warrants can be specific, but. Um, the whole point is, like, usually people serve them and they're they're being served. There's some kind of uh, announcement, you know, some kind of presentation. And often they're done during the day. But, I mean, regardless of the presentation, the sneak and peek idea is they go in and I think they're more formally called, like, delayed notification. But the idea is they, they – I think they faked a bomb scare. Oh, I didn't hear this. Yeah, yeah. They basically said, oh, there's been a bomb threat. Everybody has to get out while they we clear the building. In. They go in and put the build cameras in, and then they have them, and the warrant gave them, like, I think a few – I don't remember how many days. Uh, less than 10 days. It might have been three, might have been five, something like that, yeah. but less than 10 days. And you know, he just happened to come in the middle of the He just happened to come in. Twice in the middle of the in, it, Well, in however many days it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they, 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 they got him that way. And – you know, his lawyers were arguing that, like, why did they need a sneak and peek warrant? Why did they need to have delayed notification? What's the point of this? What is their basis for saying they need to put these cameras in there? Um, you know. Uh, oh, that's interesting. I thought they were going to get on the privacy of other customers. Uh, uh, well, I think there's some of that, who too. Who just got massages, who didn't um, didn't do something more illegal. But I, Yeah. Re yeah. Re regardless, like. Closing down the place for prostitution, see, you know, seems like if you're going to make prostitution criminal, uh, that place is doing prostitution. So go ahead and close it down. Well, they had to prove it, right? That's the problem is that they had to prove it. Well, according to the article I saw, uh, they actually had found, uh, you know, they a health inspector had gone in and they'd used the health inspector's report as sort of as a as a starting point. They'd also gone through the garbage and found. Uh, you know, discarded stuff with uh, various uh, fluids on them. Body fluids, yeah. Yes, such that they're like, aha, prostitution is happening here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, we can argue about whether or not, you know, uh, you know, as, as a libertarian, for yeah. example, whether or not you think we should criminalize sex work. But regardless, the the there wasn't any particular justification for the kind of warrant they got to handle something as routine and and low stress as that. But human trafficking is a much bigger deal. So that's why they got the basis of that. Yeah. And it's like, but where's the actual evidence of human trafficking that you had to begin with? And it doesn't seem like they had much. Well, they they the piece that I heard, the hearings that I heard, it sounded like they had pretty good evidence. There was, um, you know, people that were being held against their will and stuff. I, that is what they alleged. I don't uh, know that they actually – I think the, the basis for them making that allegation was challenged. And maybe the tapes would yeah. have shown that. So 
Uh, and maybe not. I I, I have no so idea. Sex trafficking. I'm certainly not try- trying to undercut the uh, the Florida police uh, in, in in this matter. I they just do don't know. Make mistakes. But they do make <laughs> mistakes, and they do overstep. And sex trafficking. I think you should have taken the stand your ground rule. On. No, never mind. <laughs> so, but on sex trafficking, just quickly. Um, yes, absolutely, it should be legal. But well, not sex trafficking. No, not sex trafficking. Sex yeah. workers. Um, but Stealing people's wages, no. And that usually goes along with pimps. And oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, no. Retaining yeah. people against their will and well, all that and, stuff. And then there's the whole thing about, like, employment contracts and are they independent contractors? I mean, the whole <laughs> thing. Yeah, it's not work I want to do, but it is certainly work that people... I know some people that would love to do it every day of the week. So yeah. I, that's, you know, that's who they are, and uh, that's fine. Yeah, I... Yeah, I, I, I don't... Because I do think you should keep your laws off my body. But. Right. Uh, I, I think there should be laws about how it's conducted. But I think, you know, there should be... Oh, no. Because then all the politicians will have to review all the all the tapes all the time. <laughs> In fact, did you see the piece? Joe Biden's going to volunteer. <laughs> yeah. There was a piece somebody got... I know we need to take a break. Oh, but, we do um, in a minute, yes. Um, there was somebody... Uh, whose husband, she just wrote a book about it and does it on step one, one woman act about it. Uh-huh. But her husband got caught with um, child pornography. Uh, and um, Which is a totally different thing. Yes. And um, there was so much of it. Uh, from, there was just a piece in the newspaper or something. Yeah. There was so much of it. It took the, the police one year to review all the, and I'm thinking it oh, didn't take God. them one year to review <laughs> I, 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 they had to wait till everybody was there to review the documents. Forgive me. <laughs> I, I, I would suspect that. Uh, and what a terrible job it would actually be. To it review. would actually be. Yeah. Uh, and I imagine part of it's like we have to it check because who knows what kind of other evidence of other crimes might be there. Yeah, because that's usually cap- that's what is captured is a crime by somebody else. But that's right. what they're looking at. But I mean, well, yeah. I mean, regardless, just possessing it, though, that is evidence of a crime. That's, yeah. you know. Did this crime happen? Yep, that's State Exhibit A right there. So, yeah, that's 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 why. So they that, did have to form. review it, but it always makes me cringe when, you know, just like what's going on with the um, Planned Parenthood clinic, and, you know, we don't need to talk about that tonight. But, you know, when government gets involved, I get really nervous. I know you do, but um, government safety regulations, some ki- like some kind of guidelines. Uh, well, Las Vegas does it, right? They have... Um, Right, legal sex workers, I, and I, exactly. Uh, like there is, th- this is the argument I've made to you before. There is a, a value to having, you know, safety regulations and health codes and whatnot because it's like, well, I would like to run a clean restaurant, and you know, I don't want any of my customers to get sick. Yeah. But like, what you think is clean enough isn't necessarily actually clean enough because you're not a medical expert. You're you're a chef. You don't necessarily know what's actually going to be you know, the the best way to handle this in all cases. Well, so we come that's, back, I want to talk about a Somerville case. Right. So, but I mean that, so that's, that's broadly speaking, that's the reason why uh, those kinds of regulations can be useful, can help give people like a sense of like, yeah, if, if you're within these codes, then you're fine. So, but yeah, and we wanted to talk about Iran too when we come yeah. back. But yeah, if you want to talk about something in Somerville. Yeah, just that. on that, on that note about who really knows the right answer. Uh, well, somebody needs to. <laughs> we hope somebody do. Well, the right answer. Uh, you know, uh, who, who knows? As someone who is working with some people to open a business that will be selling food and beverages, hopefully soon, um, 
you know, there's a ton I don't know. And I know that my friends don't know, you know, don't necessarily know everything. I mean, but they do know what the laws and safety codes are because, you know, and that's, that's what they do. Right. And that's a very helpful thing. It's like, all right, well, so long as we're doing this, we don't have to worry about, you know, among other things about being sued. But yeah. anyway, um, so we are going to play some PSAs, promos and station IDs here. And we are Valley Free Radio, I think. WXOJ. LP 103.3 FM, Northampton, Massachusetts. Yeah. That's us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to play some PSAs, promos and IDs. And uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. Classical music on Valley Free Radio. Tune in to Andy Musique Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. for an hour of beautiful music to start your day. Hosted by Lucy and Larry. Sundays at 10 a.m., WXOJ's radio show, Occupy the Airwaves, has the latest news from the occupation movement, locally, regionally, nationally, and around the planet. Tune in at 103.3 FM or webcasting at www.valleyfreeradio.org. Blogging at occupytheairwaves.wordpress.com. Listeners can call into the show at 413-585-1033. Did you know there is a CSA from which you can get locally brewed beer shares? Or that there is a delivery service that can bring produce from local farms to your door every week? Farm to Fork is a radio program dedicated to revealing the history of the food system in the Pioneer Valley and exploring the bounty the valley has to offer. The program tackles the complex issues surrounding food, drink, and every kind of nutrient with their individual production schemes and consumer markets. These topics and more Tuesdays at 7 p.m. on Farm to Fork, Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, WXOJLP, Northampton. You are listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, Northampton, 103.3 FM. I'm Mayor David Narkowitz, and I support Northampton's community radio station. Do you gamble more often and longer than you planned? Have other people suggested you may have a gambling problem? Do you wish you could stop or cut down your gambling, but you just can't? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you may have a gambling problem. We understand the problem. We can help. We're the Mass Council on Compulsive Gambling. Please call us at 1-800-426-1234 or chat with us online at masscompulsivegambling.org. The confidential helpline number is 1-800-426-1234. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program featuring new wave post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJ LP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still here with Sue Timberlake, and we're still talking about politics and hey such like. Um, so, Sue, before we move on to talking about uh, 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 possibly our latest march into into militaristic folly, um, <laughs> yeah. Bomb, bomb, Iran, <laughs> as John McCain said. That was your boy. <laughs> it was. He was my man. Um, so I wanted to go back to Somerville because a friend of a friend had a restaurant there and uh -huh. um, very sophisticated sort of high-end restaurant moved there from New York. And all they did was fight with the local health inspector. And you said the name of it because I couldn't remember it Ceviche? during the break. Ceviche. And um, 
so ceviche. Which is, is uh, go ahead. It's a way of cooking a fish without cooking a fish and in. in uh, Using like citrus acid, citric yeah, acid. Yeah. Yeah, and um, you know, I I just worry when you start to have people who actually aren't of the field, saying what people should do in the field, and I don't say that lightly because I know full well that, you know, car mechanics get in cahoots with body shops and insurance companies and people in the field can't always regulate themselves but in this case you know i think it's i think it's a tough one because i know that businesses in some cities and towns have trouble with they try to go to a city and town and open and they just are hammered because there's somebody in the town whose brother-in-law also has the same shop and they use all the regs to sure. keep them oh yeah no, the, the, and i thought ceviche was safe that's, because that's an issue yeah, as do sure. a lot of people as long as the fish is prepared properly and is you know sourced properly so well and like fresh fish i mean raw fish sure but fresh raw, raw fish o- sure, raw sure for, the, for the right exactly uh, ceviche is often uh you know mollusks and so forth um but here's the thing uh ceviche even prepared pr- properly by experts has been linked to uh serious cholera outbreaks around the world yeah so you know there's a reason why that's called wear gloves when you prepare it no, it's in it's in the it's in the water. It's in the ocean. I, oh, because where they harvested the fish from. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I don't want to get too far in, into the weeds, but in yeah. point of fact, cholera is capable of uh, transforming into uh, 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 an inert form that can survive spores. Uh, kind of. That can basically like uh, per- vibrio, vibrio cholera. They, we're talking about yes, <laughs> and they perf- they they can basically like go all over the world, riding on the tides. Yeah, like, so you shouldn't eat fresh fish. It should be banned. Not necessarily, but I'm just saying it is a thing that can happen. Yeah, you and know? I'm saying that you know it's we just we go down this path so much that it's very hard for people to live. I think it should be easy for people to die if they want to, I guess, is sort of the, you know, I'm trying to be consistent first, with that. You first, <laughs> No, but I'm trying to be consistent with that, that sometimes we just get our little pointy heads all in a... <laughs> Insisting that, you know, kids have not be given uh, unheated frozen food and given toothpaste and soap and... You know, we have to go into the specifics on everyone, but I just, I just have seen so much abuse by sort of, especially when it's, forgive me, and I know you're male. Oh yeah, yeah. But all male organizations get in cahoots with each other very easily. Absolutely, cronyism. Diversity is good. <laughs> I agree. Cronyism uh, uh, is a is a real problem. It's absolutely uh, a wide, uh, a, a potentially widespread issue to like use regulations as a way to restrict competition that that is a real thing it is a real issue i absolutely agree with you that that needs to be pushed back against i'm just saying like the alternative of like well you know there's too much regulation and it's like well what do you mean you but know when the there's a reason inspectors are do- using it to dominate somebody i mean you can tell you've seen abuse it. of power is always bad yeah and so that's why you want to have just yeah. the most necessary regs I, just only the most necessary i i agree and the argument about what are the most necessary is is where we fight is is where <laughs> we fight um yeah, I do think that on the whole, there are a lot of regulations and laws that exist uh, specifically be- to address like, oh, that was a problem we didn't deal with in the past. So let's, you know, fix this in the future kind of thing. Yeah. But um, and actually that kind of I'm going to make that a segue here. So um, so one of the, the most basic ways in which uh, our 
nation from its creation has, at least in theory, tried to check uh, the cronyism and power and, you know, uh, uh, the uh, abusive excesses of our chief executive is reserving for Congress the power to declare war. And that has really been abrogated over the past 50 years, uh, starting really with the Gulf of Tonkin incident, which actually, I guess, was 1964. So that's like 55, 60 years, 65 years ago, was it? No, 55 years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, I was, I remember that, so it can't be. Yeah, 50, 65. Right, I, no, no, 55 I, years ago. Sorry, yeah, I was going to say. Doing the math wrong no, in my I head. No, I was 12. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah, but. Or I, 11. You know, that that was absolutely, uh, you know, uh, I think there were two incidents, and one of them was basically we picked a fight with the North Koreans, and then the second one, literally nothing happened, but we pretended that it did. Yeah. So well, and when you squeeze a country so hard, you know it's just like when you stand on the next of Palestinians. Of course, they bomb you back. Right. You know that is it. It's it's interesting that that is sort of one of the mechanisms that the West has often used. Is that you know they we 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 push people really far until they do something, and then we have an excuse. And that's I think what everyone's fear is about Iran. Right? Is that Trump is. This is this is being pushed to the edge. You can't really tell what's real news and what's not real news around these incidences. Yeah. You know, were we over the, you know, the drone that was just shot down by Iran? Were we over the international waters or were we not? Uh, I suspect we weren't. And I don't want to ascribe much credibility to the regime of Iran, uh, the government of Iran. Do you believe them more than our... Um, I don't know that I believe them more, but I don't really believe them less, unfortunately. Yeah. See, and that's an interesting place to be. Uh, and, and part of that's because— uh, You of, should have of, been here during Vietnam. Well, President, <laughs> part of that's because of President Trump and the people he surrounded himself with, like John Bolton. Well, in the history and part of Nixon. Of, well, and part of that is also our history in the Persian Gulf uh, with Iran. Do you remember 31 years ago, the USS Vincennes? Shooting down Flight 655? No, I don't remember that, and I should. Yeah, you should, because... I must have been in graduate school. <laughs> because it, 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 it really is a uh, <clears throat> war crime. Yeah. Uh, Provoked? No. No, I mean, we were being provocative. We were recklessly irresponsible. A uh, guided missile uh, uh, destroyer, I think. The USS Vincennes, if memory serves. Could have been smart and looked this up during the break. But anyway, um, but I believe it was the USS Vincennes uh, uh, decided uh, in, a, in, a, in a rush, decided that uh, a, a uh, jetliner, uh, like an Airbus uh, operated by uh, Iranians Air, Iran's National Airlines, was, was uh, not a, well, well, it was a passenger jet that was climbing uh, up to cruising altitude. But they decided uh, that it was, in fact, an F-14 Tomcat uh, uh, on a descending dive towards them, that it was closing towards them and thus probably going to fire a rocket at them. That's so they shot it down. Yes, it's a huge difference. And uh, 260 Iranian civilians were killed. Nobody on the plane survived. Uh, this was like two weeks or something like that. Uh, not long before the Lockerbie, Scotland bombing by Libya. Um. You know, uh, it was an unprovoked attack. It was in Iranian airspace, and it was a civilian aircraft 
it, they they had the right transponder signals. They were doing everything right. We screwed at, up. Screwed up at best. Yeah. At best. And uh, nobody, you know, nobody lost their job. Nobody went to prison. Nobody went to trial. Uh, I mean, eventually we sort of made an apology and we paid some compensation. But we absolutely, I, I think we have a negative track record. We have a track record of unprovoked attack, of, of hostile, uh, uh, reckless action when it comes to uh, Iran and shooting down uh, aircraft. In the, in the Persian Gulf. I'm going to have to go back and look that one up. And yeah. Yeah, and I totally believe you because you're really good on history. So. Well, I, 1988, it was, it, was, it was the first... I was in high school. I oh, remember. Dukakis was running for president. I was busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, probably, yeah. It was early... Like April of 1988, I want to say? Yeah, I remember out of the state in 88 was the... Right, right. <laughs> so it's the only reason I remember the date. It was a big deal. Well, it, 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 it got coverage here. And it could have blown up into a big international news, I mean, into a big international crisis. But the BBC, nobody else held us to task either, right? So we sort of... I Iran had other problems. They were yeah. still at war with Iraq. So, like, they were in no position oh, to right. pick a fight we with us. We were taking good care of Saddam Hussein and we, we were, keep we were, them at bay. And yeah. we were arming both sides, thanks yeah. to, you know, Ronald Reagan and Iran-Contra. Yeah. So, so that was all great. Um, and that's another reason why we're super liked in the, in that part of the Middle East, because, you know, there's nothing like arming both sides in a war, um, you know, so they can kill each other. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so all of which is to say, I'm so here. We are. I'm very dubious. We almost bombed all their radar and everything last right. night. And then it was pulled back. Right. That right. Was... Uh, uh, maybe planes were in the air. I mean, the White House is now saying they weren't. But again, I don't trust the Trump White House. I don't trust Donald Trump to tell me the truth about anything. So, and actually, didn't the New York Times break the story? Yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't a press release from the White House or anything. I, I don't think. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I I would doubt it because the White House isn't exactly big on press releases and yeah. telling people things. Yeah, speaking of which, can I just say this for two seconds? Of course. So, you know, I watch C-SPAN. Your show, like, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and it's a digression, but not really. So um, I every week I see Nancy Pelosi on doing sort of a state of the house and, you know, other interesting things. And then today today or yesterday, because actually it was yesterday, mm -hmm. um, the C-SPAN guy was talking about it. He said, you know, um, Nancy Pelosi does a press release, a press conference every week. She comes out, she makes, you know, sort of the status of all the stuff they're working on, what they're watching for from the Supreme Court, you know, kind of a overview. And then she takes questions for 10 or 15 minutes, unedited questions. And then he said, that's, you know, who else in the government is doing that right now? Because um, what's her name? Sanders. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She hasn't done a press uh, conference in 90-something days. And now she's leaving. Yeah. And yeah, so so, so the speaker of the house is actually is filling that role is of, providing actual leadership. Well, and news somebody's got to and clarification, and we'll get back to you if you know she yeah. doesn't have the answer to it. And yeah, talks about the committees and yeah, I thought it was kind of brilliant strategy. I because there's a vacuum, so of course the media's all there. I well, I I agree, and it, it's politically smart, but also yes, you know, I I I think that should be the norm, if not necessarily the Speaker of the House every time, but there should be like a weekly press conference uh, where Congress talks about what they're doing because it's one of the three branches of government. Yeah. And I think it's great. I, I think 
I, I really think that... Uh, and so Pence should do absent, it for the Senate. <laughs> abs- yeah, well, uh, somebody should. Yeah. But absent uh, extraordinary circumstances, I, I think the, the president and uh, the Speaker of the House should do, you know, if only a short weekly press conference. You know, I understand it's like they're busy or whatever, but, yeah. you know, taking questions for, for 15 to 30 yeah. minutes, I don't yeah, think it's crazy at all. probably a half an hour. What what hearings are coming up? What you know? Just a, you know, why are you having that hearing? You know, it doesn't seem like anything is off. And and at total, and I understand. Like, I'm not going to watch that every week because I I'm not. <laughs> well, I'm not that interested in all the all the 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 yeah. So we're having week five of our ten week process of like <laughs> the okay, budget. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like but yes. the press needs to ask those questions like why isn't this in that amendment or why isn't this I, included in the? I completely agree. Yeah, it's actually. I completely agree. Brilliant and also very helpful. So I'm wondering uh, what did people ask her about yesterday about this? Because one of the things that uh, one of the sort of the issues that hasn't really been clearly resolved is can President Trump uh, order an attack on Iran on the basis of the authorization, authorization of the use of force from, like, 2002. Well, that happened last night, and her conference was Thursday, so she'll probably address it next week, I would assume. Right. I mean, the tension, I'm, I'm sure they asked the question. I don't remember there was anything super. They did ask her about um, Biden, Biden's um, comments that sort of got Cory Booker and a lot oh, of— Oh, Joe Biden's comments about how it was more collegial in the good old days and his— Yeah, I and can't who remember. he got along he, with. His and, good buddy, the segregationist, yeah. was always so polite. And, and she handled that very well because what she said is, you know, um, it's important for the candidates to sort of work out between themselves sort of where they stand on things, and um, I'm not going to get in the middle of that. Wise. But— at the end of the day, the voters have to decide who represents their values, and I thought that was a very smooth sort of. And she talked it's about the like values of It's almost like she's a professional America. who's been doing this for decades. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good because I was thinking, oh, where's she going to go with this? You know, because is he right? Is he wrong? Is he? And they, she just went to, um, you know, this is part of the the process where the voters get to see. And aren't we all going to watch the debates next week? Oh my God, yes. Yes. Was it the twenty six? Twenty six and twenty seven. Yeah. yeah, I I agree, uh, and I I think Cory Booker, Senator Cory Booker from uh, New Jersey, was absolutely right to uh, call out Joe Biden for that. Yeah, um, like it's not a good thing that you were getting along with, you know, a segregationist Could you have like that. Some other senators, right? Well, and <laughs> and also, you know, like oh, it's good that he, you were glad that he called you son and not boy, <laughs> which is oh, that's not at all a loaded term, you know. <laughs> Uh, uh, with with a history of of you know racial bias in it, yeah. so yeah, it's uh, and I I think I think uh, Vice President Biden handled that just the wrong way yeah. because he said he knows what I mean. Cory Booker should apologize. Like yeah. no. <laughs> well, and you get to th- I, the one thing about our elections are they're so long. You do eventually get to see people when they're tired and aren't well prepared and you actually get to see what they what they're made of well i i already had i think i i know what i think of biden but you know i already had a pretty good idea about what i thought about joe biden um we only have like uh like four or five minutes (laughs) left well we can talk about iran or you sent me that interesting article from the new uh washington post about pete Buttigieg, yeah and his sudden May crisis as the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Yeah, he had to go home for a few days. There was an event, was it Sunday morning, I think, where a white policeman shot a black 
yes. man in South Bend. Yes, uh, and, and and killed him. And killed so, him. So uh, certainly, and he was uh, looking at cars, or I, I didn't get the whole story, but he was he was doing something that was at least warranted a policeman saying, "Hey, what are you doing?" It was three a.m. Supposedly he was he was going around and checking out cars in a parking lot. Uh, yeah, I again. I don't know how much I believe the police officer, and it's worth noting the police officer did not have a bo- have his body camera on. Do they have him in South Bend? He was wearing one. He just did, turned it off. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So I, that's going to be the new crime, I think, is turning your body camera off before you go in with the batons. <laughs> well, he didn't go in with the baton. He went in with a gun, yeah. and and, uh, and a man is dead. Sorry, that was a Vietnamese. Uh, oh, uh, right, 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 right. Yes. Know, war right. reference. Oh, I, I remember now, yeah. Yeah. So, um, with... You know, not inappropriate. I mean, it would be bad enough if, if that officer in South Bend had gone in with a baton, yeah. you know? Even yeah. e- even if the guy was alive and just injured, that would be bad. And suppose, I think, I don't know. But, you know, look at where we are. Both mm-hmm. of us have concerns about whether the police, I don't have any about the Northampton police, I have to say, but in some other cities, we question whether the police are telling the truth. We question whether our military is, you know, we're we're, we're skeptical, of both sides, it's we, much we have more, to be, yeah. unfortunately, because the way the reporting is, and the Twitter's our new new news feed. Yeah, and it's well, it's not just about how the reporting is, though. There are certainly big problems with that. Um, it's how the sources are behaving. Yeah, how the sources are behaving, and and the way we're 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 talking about things. I I was I was struck by circling back a moment. You know, uh, AOC was talking about uh, you know these are concentration camps. That's bad. Chuck Todd on NBC said, oh. <laughs> you know, so he said, like, you know, of course, she's not comparing them to the Nazis. You know, she's she's she didn't say that. But, you know, it's terrible the way she's comparing them to the Nazis. That's yeah, just out of bounds. And it's like you Chuck just Todd. you just you in your previous sentence, you just said, you know, this thing she's not doing. You're calling her out for it. Uh, how? You know, well, you know, we forget. But do you remember the show Nightline? It was a long time ago. Ted Koppel. Ted Koppel. There was a spoof of him on Saturday Night Live, you know. Many times, yeah. Yeah, with the same thing. And he'd be like, oh, this horrible event, and we have, you know, the video, and people are murdered. Have you seen it yet? Let's take a look. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, but it's horrible, and it's you shouldn't, oh, and it's terrible. Let's take a look. Yeah. You know, and it's almost gleeful. Yeah. It's like. Let's take a look. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the guy that does date, Dateline. They've spoofed him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he looks gleeful when they get into the most horrible part. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, the one. The, yeah, <laughs> like, like uh, Bill we, Hader on Saturday Night Live was playing yes. with those guys, and he, <laughs> and it's like, well, let's take a look. And he picks up a bu- bucket of popcorn. And he's like, ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and you know, it's it is like a car wreck. You can't look away. And um, I think Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg. Um, really sort of captured that himself. With he was talking about the Trump, um, the Trump. Uh, yeah behavior that you can't you almost can't look away and so you miss all the other news i think i think pete pete's gonna mayor pete's gonna have a hard time with this event because i don't think he handled it well from what i understand according to the uh, according to the article you you sent to me yeah. and we'll link to and this it was the post, the right? it was washington, washington post. post yeah it it certainly it looks like his constituents are unhappy with uh for example, the way he uh, uh, interacted with uh, the with the family, the family of, of the man who died, you know. And so all of which is to say uh, I have doubts about, at this point, every police force in America. Obviously, not all of them are corrupt. Not all of them are, you know, 
violent racists and, and liars. But are they accredited like ours is in Northampton to get right. to have systems in place to get to the bottom of but, things? So. But we do have a problem going beyond issues of, uh, you know, racism and whatnot. We do just have problems with we give cops a lot of latitude and a lot of power and, you know, checks and balances, baby. <laughs> You know? Yeah, checked. I think that's the topic of our show tonight was yeah. checks and balances. I agree. And who decides if we can bomb Iran or not? Uh, well, I think it should be. Uh, I think it should be Congress. I, th- I think. I think we shouldn't go to war with Iran unless we actually vote to go to war with Iran. Anyway, oh, uh, I'm I'm a little over time here, so uh, we're gonna, uh, you know, start uh, getting ready to do the show here. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah. So um, that's going to wrap it up for Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Uh, Coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents and OK Asia. And uh, there's going to be a podcast of this show uh, uploaded to the various podcasty places uh, later this week. Yeah, I hope John recorded it because we didn't. Yes, because I... (laughs) I, 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 could, I thought of it, and I, and I left the, the... I couldn't find a drive. Oh, anyway. I have one outside, but I forgot about it, too. And, so. uh, yes, and uh, I think we'll, uh, there'll be a repeat uh, this coming Monday afternoon. So thank you all for listening. Good night. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro. And thank you for listening.